all parents do the best that they can with the resources that they have emotional physical and mental these were the Very best true. that my parents could do you know and um then they gave me all the opportunities i went to college i aced high school i did a great job in university made a wonderful friends hello and welcome to the kamalife podcast Today I have a very special guest with me on my podcast. She talks about something which is very dear to my heart. She is a mother of a son, former editor in chief of Hello Magazine, Masala Magazine and Cosmopolitan Middle East Magazine. She is a conscious parenting coach. She works with adults and children to help heal, prevent childhood trauma. She studied under Dr. Shefali Sabari. to become a certified parenting coach and is now pursuing her MA and PhD in holistic psychology specializing in adverse childhood experiences child therapy and trauma at the California Institute of Integral Studies to gain tools to heal our minds bodies and souls through her weekly columns in Khalij Times she tackles parenting and its challenges so we can raise whole and happy children Let's welcome Kavita Srinivasan, a conscious parenting coach. She lives by the quote, "You are the beginning, there is no end." So welcome Kavita. Thank welcome you. on my show. Thank you Meher, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming and giving me this time. Ah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about the beginning. Well, um what can i say uh when i had my son you know i i thought i had it all together i thought that my life was wonderful and perfect and i was strong and i had eased all the problems in my life um well i grew up with a mentally unwell mother uh, she's still not okay and um my father did not know what to do with her and with us and you know i'm south indian and tamilian we're very cerebral we're, the world of emotions and mental ill health does not even figure in the spectrum you know and so we didn't know what to do with her they were lost and uh, they sent my sister and me i was 6 and a half my sister was 4 we were sent to boarding school and you know i i there have been struggles and i thought i had surmounted them all because i ended up going to great my parents did the best that they could with the resources that they had and all parents do i want to preface this entire conversation with that that all parents do the best that they can with the resources that they have emotional physical and mental these were the Very best true. that my parents could do you know and um then they gave me all the opportunities i went to college i aced high school i did a great job in university made a wonderful friends had a great career um i thought i was fine you know i thought i was okay um but then i had my son and literally in one second I went from a hundred to zero. I crashed and burned. I have never felt the way I did the moment he was born. I did not want to be a mother, and I did not want to be his. And I was bereft. I didn't know what to do. I was my body was in a twenty-four-seven state of a panic attack, and I put on a great front for the world, but I just did not know what to do. I was completely lost, and it was a very dark time for me. and i continue i continue to fall apart and i had this career and i showed so up to work so you were still 
So you were still uh, yes in the yes, media. I was, yeah. I showed up to work and I had a very dark life within. And I was breaking. I was completely breaking. Every day I was breaking. And uh, finally, when he was three, I resigned. And um, and I was lost for a long time, like for a few months. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, let me start this business. Let me start that business. I because I've worked all my life and our coping mechanism becomes work and our coping mechanism becomes our identity. And that's how we Absolutely. run away from our pain. And I, and I just did not know what to do. And um, a few months prior to me leaving Cosmo, I uh, met Dr. Shafali uh, Zabari, who's Oprah's go-to for parenting. And I interviewed her actually for Cosmo. And she said something which I may have heard before, but everything happens at the right time. You know, I was almost 40 and that age is the biggest portal to life. When you reach, and this is for everybody to know, when you turn 36, the ages from, from 36 to 40, there is a gradual descent. And then when you reach 40, there is a wide opening and you walk through that opening. And I met her literally a month after I turned 40. And, um, and she told me, you can't get what you didn't get. And, and suddenly that resonated so deeply. When I resigned, COVID happened. I just studied under her just for myself, you know, and then um, I decided to get, and as I went through my healing journey and reliving every trauma that I went through during my childhood, which I had never really paid attention to, um, it just started coming up and I gave it the space and the time and the, presence to heal it and tolerate that agony and then I decided that I wanted to know more and I got certified as under her I started working with parents of children because I know the agony I know the pain I know I know what it's like and I know why I have lived the life I have you know we're all of service to the world so the pain that flows through us is actually a way to help the world and then I wanted to know more and so I uh, but I believe in holistic healing, mind, body, and soul, the Western talk therapy, CBT, everything that I had done for the first few years of my son's birth helped me at nothing. There was no help. There was no movement. And um, Dr. Shafali said there's only one university in the world that does this, mind, body, soul. And she went there, the California Institute of Integral Studies. So I applied. I got in. I'm in the second year of my master's. And yeah, the journey continues. And uh, I'm so grateful. This is so amazing and so inspiring. And you rightly said that I think when you go through your dark times, yes, you know there is more for us to serve. Yes, yes. It was so beautiful the way you described it and I uh, wouldn't agree more. Um, and I have gone through my journey. Yes. And uh, for the longest time I was in pain, not knowing why I was in pain. It's only when I think you get out of the journey or you, or there is a tipping point. Like for you, it was your son. Yes. It was the tipping point of realization for you. So that is really, really important. Yeah. And uh, but what made you push? I mean, of course, you were a parent. And like you said, you were in denial. You didn't want to be a parent. Yes. So would you have an instance just so people can understand and uh, know from experience share that what was that that very moment or that tipping point when you said that I am going to build myself up 
That's and such I'm, a good question. That's such a good question. And I'm going to do this for myself, yes. for my child, for my family. Yes. So what happened? Like, what was that shift in perception? And it's, you know how they say it's that one, the thought of that one second where you, that you motivate yourself to just shift and change your life. You know, that is such a good question um, because most of the people I work with, they say, but I don't want to. I just don't want to. And everybody needs an inspiration. Everybody needs that. For me, I know what it's like not to have a mother. I know what it's like. And so I, you had a mother and you didn't have it, right? I didn't. I know what it's like. I know the pain I've been through. I've leaned on friends more than I should. I've had toxic, enmeshed relationships. I have gone from one home to the other, looking for belonging. You know, um, I've I've done all of it, and and I know what it feels like. So I wanted to be a mother, and I want always loved children. I love them. They are my, I'm the person who goes to random people's homes and changes diapers. And, you know, I love kids. They, there's something about a child that makes my heart just melt. So with my own child, he is my courage. He's my inspiration. Every single day when I face that pain, and this is not, this is something that I just want to say out loud. Not many people do, but when you go through this healing journey, there are many points in life when you want to just die. Because the pain is unbearable. You want to die. You want yes. to just give up. You want to succumb. You want to... But when you come to that point of wanting to die, that is when you are on the precipice of truly living. Because life is about death. Right? Yes. But who do you hold on to? What is it that you hold on to to pull you out of that tunnel? To give you the courage to go through that birth canal and know that there is something on the other side. For me, it's my child. It has always been him. I think if I had gone through this before I had a child, I may not have survived it. I would have died. Because the pain can be unbearable, you know. So who do you hold on to? Everyone has someone. Yeah. Everyone has something. That's why I think parenting is so powerful. Yes. And it's such a great trigger or a like a, an instigator of this journey. Because we don't love ourselves the way we love our children. That instinct doesn't come to be there for our children. Um, that will be there for ourselves like the way we want to be there for our children. Also, nothing cracks you open like becoming a parent because you can't blame your, you can blame your husband, you can blame your job, you can blame the world. You can't blame that innocent child, you know, and, and that child is completely dependent on you. So Absolutely. you have to rise to the occasion. So that's why I think parenting is the most powerful tool and trigger. And, you know, in transformation, in transformation. And a lot of people like I do work with people who don't have children yet. So ideally, it would be wonderful if we could do this inner work before we had children. Yeah. So actually, one of the things I am working on right now is an emotional training program for before you have children, because it is so important to at least know what lies on the other side. You know, Meher. Yes, absolutely. Nothing prepares you. No one tells you anything. No one tells you, you know, anything. You know, they're like, oh, yes. it's so hard. It's so, but no one actually gives you tools. So ideally, it would be great if we could all do this inner work before we have children because parenting is not about the child in front of you. It's about the child within you. Yeah. You know, but uh, for me, it was my son. It was my son. And it is every single day is my son as I face this pain every day it never goes away you just get more adept at dealing with it and going back and knowing that you, you will re-emerge re you will rebirth you will get stronger 
Absolutely. And so many wonderful things you said in there and so much I resonate with. So I was living in my life again in the tunnel. Yes. I didn't know when I would see light. But it's after the kids were born, like after my twins were born, I actually thought that, is this the person I want to remain? Yes. Is this the person I want to remain or I want to get out of my subconscious programming? Yeah. Like they say, and like you said, you have to heal the child within. Yes. And have we done that work? And of course, in all honesty, everything is awesome in terms of our parents because they did the best they could for of us. Of course. With of the course. knowledge, with the capacity, with... With the resources, resources they yeah. had. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But there's always, always some kind of trauma everybody lives with because of maybe the societal uh, subconscious programming. Or of I course. believe it's also sometimes in our religion, like in Hinduism, they say the souls also come yes. to life with some kind of yes. programming and some kind of karma or whatever you call it in your language. But uh, And I had the same and my kids were definitely the catalyst to help me become the better version of myself. And then there was no uh, looking back. And uh, again, another thing you pointed was the age of 36 to 40. And yes. that's exactly where my transformation happened. There you are. That, that's amazing validation. Yes. That it was just so transformational for me to be a better version of myself. So I could lead by example, not just talk. And even today, like, I prefer words, actions are louder than words. Yeah. So I prefer to model who I want them to become rather than asking them to become someone. Yes, but that is the way. That is the way, right? That so way. that helps us build, keep building ourselves. Yes. Keep getting inspired, keep working on ourselves so we can model to them that who they can be. Yes, a whole and, and complete, and who they already who they are. Already are children come into this world whole, whole and complete. So you yes. just your your job as a parent is just to let them be whole, you know. And and while you do your inner work, oh my God, it is like a mountain. It is a mountain. Every day is a mountain. Yes. Yes. But while you do that, your children feel that energy because children are feeling beings. They're only right brain, you know, till they're seven years old. And they really are only right brain and then for the left brain and the frontal lobe to develop into adult logis like logical um, capacity, you know, it only finishes at 25. Wow. Yeah. That's... So till 25, we are really more feeling beings than we are thinking beings, you know. So we have to be more in the feeling world and the energy world. Even to this day, Meher, when you sit in a room, why do you get along with someone? Why do you feel good around someone and you don't feel so good around? We are energy-based beings. You know, that is our beginning. So how would our children be any different? So you have to do the hard work, as you're saying. Every single day, you have to model the person inside out and you don't have to say anything to them. They pick up on that energy and they will go. So I have parents coming to me that give me a script for a tantrum, give me a script for this. And then I can give you all the scripts because it's lovely to have the tools for the right words because we get lost in the moment. But the most important work you will do is to work on your energy because you can have the script, but you have the energy behind it. There will be no shift. There will be no change, you know? So yeah, you have to model that. 
So obviously this is like a, your transformative journey and you've embarked on this so you could give back as well or you know impact people because whenever we shift we are here to impact people also in yeah. the it's like a byproduct of your own journey and your own yeah. transformation but how do you feel leaving the i'm just coming back to your past life yes. i i like to call it the past life it is the past life <laughs> it is the past life and this is a true life post yes. 40 i think is, is the, when you become who you really are, are in your essence meant to be yes yeah. exactly Before that, i love it it's a coping mechanism i'm yes. telling you yeah it's like what i say in my book it's like you live on painkillers you want the best yeah. car you want the best house you yes. want the best jewelry yeah. you want the best bags yeah. so they're painkillers yeah. like you said yeah. coping mechanisms yeah. for us to not address something which is hurting us inside and uh, we're just surviving we're just surviving know. yeah and that's from the name of my book come alive don't exactly. just exist exactly. so we're just existing yes until we find our true purpose and passion and our true mission and our true being like until we come back to our child like whole being whole and complete yes. we're just existing yes so it's beautiful but how do you feel like you know when you were moving away from the glitz and glamour and of course we know each other since uh, the fashion yeah. days yeah. and uh, you were surrounded by celebrities the best designers fashion like <laughs> the best of the best i mean yeah i can't even express so how did you feel giving up all of that to pursue yourself and your mission and you know your happiness and your child what was that contrast because it's very important to know how we were and how we were we are now and you know that measure of happiness because people strive even in we were talking about in school people strive people teach to be that yes to be that glamour and glitz yes. they don't teach us to be whole and complete yes nobody talks about it in school yes. that all your job is to be whole and complete and everything else will fall in place yes nobody talks about that in school so how did you feel leaving all of that and still not being aware of this part? you know meher i think that i used to treat my job i mean i know you know me did i ever show up to a million events no was i ever socializing with everybody no i am a simple south indian girl and really because of the way i've been raised i've just never really prized glamour and glitz i just never have i never i never socialized i never i went to work i went back home and i would go only to my events that i had to go to i wasn't ever a part of the glamour and glitz that's just not who i am like my husband would make fun of me like i would come back from it was like an accounting job i'm being really honest like i love to write and i love telling stories and you know i'm i'm this is not to like show off or any this is not coming from ego it's just a fact i can do many things well i can do many things well but so i did it well i did my job well but was that really who am i am no i'm a writer i love to write but the world of glamour and glitz never really figured in my everyday life those are not the people i socialized with those are not the events i went to i mean you remember did you ever see me at random parties never that was just not my life you know so moving away from that was actually really natural for me that was a, the glamour and the glitz is what i did not like about the job i liked telling stories i liked writing i liked inspiring people but i i didn't like the glamour and the glitz i didn't like getting dressed up and going out i did not like all of that that was just not who i was you know so you were showing up for where you needed to show up for your I magazine i just did my job and, yeah, i did okay. my job and i had to do it just well. a job and yeah. i happened to do it well and i enjoyed meeting people talking to people writing about them 
telling stories and then I stopped because it became it I just did not enjoy it anymore because it wasn't me you can only do something for so long and I never lived the life of glamour and glitz I just never did so you always detached from that world anyways I was not within. even a part of that world I'm okay. being really it looked like I was because I was the editor-in-chief but I really was not a part of that world and anybody who can who's watching this can really say that I literally had my six friends and that's it I didn't go to those parties I did not do anything you know I, I'm always a girl on the couch sitting with you under a blanket talking to you with a cup of tea that's just basically who I am and I've always wow. been that so it did not feel it actually felt like relief for me it felt like do I miss it no not at all am I grateful for it oh my god yes deeply grateful that's amazing deeply grateful because it makes you who you are it it, it everything happens for a reason everything happens for a reason you know yeah. and I loved I loved doing it I was grateful to do it when I did it and I gave it my all but then when it went away I was just relieved and it went away at a place that I really needed it to go away I just didn't feel like that's the magic of Ved I mean it's so funny that his name is Ved because what does Ved mean the bearer the of sacred knowledge Mm. And I did not know what he would do to do for me when he came into this world. But when he came, he taught me what mattered, you know. And because of him, I just could not live this fake love, fake, but like this life that was not me anymore just fell away. And I finally felt like I could just breathe, painful as it was, you know. That's amazing. And like you said, you felt relieved. So uh, when I was uh, actually moving away from my fashion brand, yes, uh, I had a mentor. Uh, and uh, she was guiding me towards things and it was very difficult because though I didn't know I was not meant for fashion as well similar yeah. to your journey yeah. I still thought it was everything I had right because that that's what I did since yes. I graduated the the day I graduated I uh, launched I mean the day I the year I graduated I launched my uh, career in fashion so all I knew for 15 years was to do is fashion, like yeah. design clothes, produce clothes, meet with people, sell clothes. That's yeah. all that I knew. Yeah. And I was scared. I was fearful. I didn't know what would await me. I didn't know this new world of real estate. Yes. Uh, I didn't know how it would be to work in a family business. Yeah. There, was, there were lots of doubts in the mind. So my mentor actually told me, sleep over it. Yes. And if you think by holding off this fashion brand and not doing it anymore, you will feel relieved and it will feel like a burden has been lifted off your yes. shoulder. Please make the decision to stop it. And that's that one question from my mentor actually made me happily say no to it. And then when I wrote my book is when I actually introspect and reflected and yeah. understood that I never yeah. wanted to be that. Yes. So that realization is so powerful and amazing, amazing. that uh, that you were never that. You feel free. Yeah, you feel free. You feel free. And it's um, it's a beautiful journey of transition and yeah. into your new life or into your next phase of your life. So everything is a learning. Like we said, there are no failures. Everything is a learning. Nothing. Nothing. So how important do you think um, self-love is in conscious parenting? And what what is your definition of self-love? You know, I, I think that self-love is, I, I remember I wrote something a few, I think a year and a half or some, some time ago uh, in, in the Kalich Times about how selflessness is the opposite of true love. You know, we, we think that by being selfless, we are, that is love. But that is the opposite of true love because what is selfless? 
to give yourself away. That is the opposite of self-love. But we've been taught by society that when exactly. we are selfless, when we are giving, when we are, that is the essence of true love. It's not. The essence of true love is to be a little bit more selfish. And that sounds awful. But even to this day, I, I will tell you that, you know, when you say a few, I mean, a few minutes ago, you said you live the life to serve others. And I will be honest, my only focus in life is myself. I only want to be there for myself. And when that is my focus, somehow, magically, I give to others. Yes. Magically, I yes, have something I to give to others. But my focus is never to give back. Yes. My focus is to give myself. Very well Because said. I am the source. I am the beginning. Do you, you know, like it, it's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very well I, said. I love it. That word I, that, that focus on selfishness of being more about the self is not negative. Like I look at the dictionary in that article I wrote, I remember clearly, selfish was described in the dictionary as such a negative thing. Let's do away with that. Self-love is to be a little bit more selfish. It is. Yes. Now, of course, I'm not saying be a narcissist. Yes. But be a little bit more about yourself. Put yourself at the center of your world only because that is the beginning of everything. The moment I don't put myself, I cannot help my child. I cannot help my clients. I don't want to help people. I just yes. don't want to be around anyone. Yes. You know, last year, by the end of last year, I had something called compassion fatigue. And I spoke to my therapist about it. And she was like, welcome to your first therapist burnout <laughs> she was like when you don't do the inner work every day and you make everyone else the focus of your life and you the know priority, what? I'm, yes. I'm this is who I am right I'm uh, that so like when I give and give and give and suddenly I was like oh I don't want to give anymore oh, oh my god I have I have a session right now I'm so tired when you start feeling that you know that you've ignored yourself you yes. know that you've ignored yourself so when you want to give like yes I want to be this for my child. He's really my biggest inspiration. But for that, I need to come back to myself. So I've learned through trial and error, you know, helping children, helping parents, helping my child, that I am nothing if I'm not selfish. So self-love is to really put yourself at the center of your world. And that is so hard for us women. Yes. It and our subconscious so programming, our subconscious yes. programming has not taught us to take care of ourselves. Oh my God, it is to a prioritize ourselves to do yes. this every day. I'm telling you, morning, I like, like I'll give you today as a small example. My husband is not feeling well. My son is at home from school. He's not well. There is a flu epidemic. Yes. I love working out. Okay, I need it. Hmm. I can't. I can't. I wanted to desperately do it this morning hmm. and I could not. And I'm feeling a bit of a hole in my body because that time of working out feels great. But then I had to stop that and not be about that. But I can feel the after effects now. I know that if I don't do something today, my energy will go down. I will not be able to be there for them. Yeah. Do you understand? Absolutely. So, but then in the beginning, it is hard. I struggled. Should I work out or should I wake up and cuddle my child and like not go to the so I can be with him, read him a book, then make sure that my husband is okay and then make yeah. and then get ready and come and meet you. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So it's a day-to-day -day sacrifice. Like, yes. Because the woman is the center of the house. Yes. The woman is the center of the house. If we don't function, nothing functions. So it is a struggle to be selfish but try the best try it to the best of your ability
you know yeah i agree i agree and i say this to all my clients also my coaching clients yeah. also i tell them that you know you have to have a daily habit yes. a daily practice of prioritizing yourself yes. working on yourself in terms of meditation gratitude journaling whatever works for yes. you exercise ha- spending that moments of love in silence with yourself with nobody else yes. and if you don't do that daily like you rightly said you will feel low in energy whatever fatigue yes. whatever but you have to understand that even if your motive is to serve your family you yeah. have to first take care of yourself yes, but our motivation is always that my yeah. my motivation like in the i mean and listen i'm just this is just fact men are built a certain way and women are built a certain way yeah. our, our goal is to be androgynous beings where men have equal feminine masculine sides and women have equal feminine masculine sides but we are built a certain way so let's just acknowledge that it's easier for men to draw boundaries which i really want to learn that art and develop <laughs> my masculine yeah we all have to develop our masculine side you know we've been taught to be too much in our feminine yes i mean haven't you see how women women when women are more aggressive or women are more you know focused or oh god she's such a yeah. she's so like really you know she's so bossy and she's so domineering and but then how do you bring that to center because the problem is women think they have to be men to assert themselves but how do you be a, how, how do you, a you woman, balance how those energies how do you women with beautiful energetic boundaries how do yeah. you do that that is a struggle of an everyday life yeah and it starts with small things like today i promised myself i will take you for a speed walk or a pilates so i will take you i will do something for you kavita i will do it for beautiful. you beautiful i love you too much yesterday the other day i i was feeling a bit low and there was an almond croissant there and i really wanted to eat it i'm all for eating what you want but i was like if i eat that almond croissant right now it is to repress my feelings and instead of saying i should not do that i turned around and i said i won't do that to you kavita i won't do that to you that's amazing I, I so that is that you. called positive self talk or what is it like be your best it's love companion it's love i won't do that to you i won't i won't shove I love your the feelings dialogue. in a corner yeah. with a croissant i will sit with your feelings i will listen to I love you. it you know because such a beautiful if i was day. in a great state of mind with a bunch of friends and we were having a great tea and there was a big piece of cake i will eat that cake but i'm in a great frame of mind so you're not doing it for killing the pain yeah. exactly but i don't say i should not i won't know. i won't do that to you i will not treat you like that you deserve better you deserve me to feel that pain and just to sit there and i'm not going to like silence you with that constant and we do that with the child children also right they throw a tantrum okay take the lollipop just be quiet right now exactly oh my god what tolerate a beautiful metaphor tolerate the feelings yeah tolerate Tol- the feelings tolerate the work feelings. them out yeah. speak to them you know i mean yeah. this re- morning my son energizes yeah, i don't want to steam my nose is clear i'm like don't do that to your body be nice to your body your nose needs your help your nose is suffering can we just help your nose a little bit just for 3 minutes wow. and he sees me be kind to myself and that's how he yes. will learn to be kind yes. to himself yes don't do that like when he's brushing his teeth and of course it's very complicated there's so many ways of making children how do you get children to do something and to listen it's a many layered thing but i've gotten quite <laughs> quite a long way with my son but when he still resists now he understands even you know his teeth like he has one or two cavities now which i'm like <laughs> and when he doesn't brush i'm like please help your teeth they have cavities please help them and he understands that 
you know like beautiful way of be saying kind it. to yeah. yourself be good to your body this is your home and do that every day and he says mama why aren't you eating this cake i said you know i allow my i i love my body and i know that i need to have cake only like once or twice a week because too much cake will like not be good to my body my body needs the help beautiful i you know? so love it and so powerful the way you have yeah spoken about yourself into your body and then you model it for your child from a place of love not from, from a, place a place of, of shame yes. not from a place not shame, of shame or guilt yes it's and from a place of love yeah. the way you said it it's yeah. beautiful and it's not because i want to lose weight or i want to look a certain way or i want to be honestly that is all like as you said an after effect like when yeah. you make the yourself the center of your world then the you overflow to give others so it's not to lose weight or to look good hmm. it's because i just want to take care of myself i want to be good to myself yeah. you know i will not do that to you that there's such a powerful statement i will not do that to you i don't want to work out i will not do that to you i will take you there you know um so that is self love that is self love absolutely i i totally agree yeah. i totally agree so i think we also uh, did uh, realize in this uh, conversation that being a conscious person yes. impacts being a conscious parent that's all it is right absolutely yeah so you have to be you are your first child yes but you don't even realize you're a parent before you have a child you are your first child that's why i have a lot of respect for people who don't have children and who are still doing the work because they realize the truth that we are our first children we are our first children and they're doing that work every day you know so what is something you could explain and say to parents hearing this podcast like what would your biggest takeaway in your journey be like how would you um see them evolve as parents like you rightly said that if you don't have parents it's difficult to tap into your inner child and address the needs of that inner child and probably start loving yourself for who you are so what would you say to them i mean with your experience like how could they uh, start learning and understanding and addressing themselves to be able to serve probably their child or however they want to take I this i think it's the hardest thing is to admit that it's all you mm. i think i would tell parents that the place to start be honest just, with yourself it's just all us it's just all us our children are acting out it's because there's something happening within us our children are bullying someone is because there's something happening with us are we bullying them are we bullying ourselves what kind of relationship do we have at home with our husbands or our partners what kind of friendships do we have what it's all us it's all us so the first step to begin is to stop thinking that you need to fix your child or that you need to fix yourself we just need love and care so you see your child acting out or not listening to you or being diffi- difficult in some way there's something happening with you it's all you 100% is you 100% is you that is the beginning of everything and in fact even in life like you know I, my son the other day a, a child has been tormenting him in school okay of course i had a conversation with the teacher got more information but like i i think the most important thing for me for him is i've taught him how to just realize that what that child is going through is because he has issues and the way ved receives it is how is ved's issues so if you're feeling upset and tired and like you're not able to stand up to him how can i help you 
And then I realized that the reason he can't do that is because I'm a passive person. I mm. allow people to walk all over me. So the work starts with me. I have to do that. Then Ved gets the courage to do this. And simultaneously, I work on those tools. Do you understand? Similarly, the child who is bullying, bullying, I don't believe in these words, but I'm just saying, just for the sake of language, needs help. Maybe he feels a lack of control in his life. Maybe he's anxious. Maybe his parents speak to him in a certain way. He knows that's the only way. Maybe that's the environment at home. He's not a bad kid. I told Vedas, no one is a bad child. No one is. I agree. The reason somebody treats you is because of their own stuff. So don't take it personally. Diffuse the situation. Diffuse the Walk situation. away. Walk away. Like, I think one of the best things I told him was like, um, this child came and like hit him on the bum or something like that and said, oh, you're angry, you're angry. So in the past, Vedas would get upset and say, oh, yeah. I said, why don't you turn around and say, you're angry. You're angry. That's an awesome song. Sing it again. Sing it again. <laughs> Love you know? it. And, and the yeah. child was like, like, and Veda's like, I'm going to dance now. I'm going to dance now. And he just walked away. Completely diffused the situation because he realized energetically that it is not about him. It's when we feel shame, yeah. there's something wrong with us, that they're behaving like that, that we don't, he just walked away. He walked away and that is all you want for your child. So what I'm trying to say is that love it. that is the first step. There is no bad child. There is no good child. There is nothing. What are we doing? Who are we? It's 100% us. So not 10%, not 50, 100%. 100%. So the moment you're able to realize that, you're already there. You're already there. Because you've accepted it. You've yes. acknowledged it. You've understood it. So that first step towards making that action or making yes. that journey has yes. begun yes and, and i am doing the hard work every day right i see him like a little bit more passive i know i have to work on myself god that's like climbing a mountain but when i do it he feels bad. and you know and this is the other big thing that i want to just say it is okay to have boundaries with your children <laughs> you know like what do you mean like it's that? just so important to do that so that he realizes what what mothers don't realize that mm. they do is I'm going to do everything for my child. I'm going to give up my time. I'm going to give up my life. I'm exhausted. But he wants me, so I'm going to be there for him. Mm. Yeah, That is teaching him that no matter how you feel, because he senses your exhaustion, put your feelings aside and do something for someone else. Correct. Yes. So, what so I, he's learning that. Yes. So what I do regularly, and believe me, this takes a lot of effort, is you're not feeling good, darling. I know I'm here for you. I love you. I have my workout. I'm just using my workout. Mm -hmm. Or oh, my studies. Okay, I'm doing my master's. Yeah, I, I, I study yes. a lot. I'm up all night because it's live virtual classes. Wow. You know, and I'm up all night. So I want you to put me to sleep tonight. I don't want to. I'm like, I know you want me to put you to sleep tonight. I love you. I have my class tonight. Tomorrow, I will put you to sleep. What song do you want to hear? What book do you want to read? Mama has her class. You love your books more than me. I love you and I love you. I love you and I love my book. I love you and I love my book. You know, teaching them these things that, you yes, know. you are present with them, but you're also very present with your own life, with your own self, you know, and that sort of work where, yes, you spend time with your children, but not at the cost of spending time with yourself. I love it. You know, and, and, and it is the most important thing in the world and motherhood should never be selfless. It is selfless because giving to him is giving to me. So it's a beautiful balance of selfless and selfish. 
Yes, very well said. You I know, agree. I agree. Uh, so it is okay to have boundaries with your children, with you teaching them to have boundaries with the world. I see him the other day. No, I don't want to come on this play date. I want to just spend time on my own. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's more than beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> you know, you want to be with yourself. You know what you want in your life. But for that, you have to be comfortable. And let's turn a different. I, I love learning from my husband. He's great in so many ways. Men are wonderful examples for us to learn from. They know what they want. Yeah. And we end up resenting them because we never honor our feelings. Very true. You know, so I like that my husband has his, you know, his, his activities and he honors that. And I will support him in that wholeheartedly. So when I have something, he will support me. Do you understand? But what we end up doing is, Oh, again, he's going to meet his friends and again, he has his golf game or he has his whatever people have, yeah. you know, whatever yeah, they do. Yeah. Because you're not doing it for yourself. But if you Absolutely. say to him, that's why you resent enjoy it. your day, yeah. have a great time, spend time with your child, and turn around and say, today is my day. Yeah. You had a great day, today is my day. But do it. Yeah. Do it. Even if your child is clinging to you, lovingly go down to them, give them a hug and say, it's um, daddy's turn today. He loves you and I can't wait to be with you tomorrow. That's yeah. it. Set the boundary. Not like, mama needs to go or no. It's daddy's turn today. He wants to spend time with me. Tomorrow is my turn and I cannot wait. But you're energetically drawing the boundary. It's beautiful. You know? So those are two biggest takeaways for, I'm talking specifically to mothers because, just because I feel like, but there's a lot of stuff with fathers as well. But specifically for women, for men and women, realize you are 100% of the problem. For women, learn to draw boundaries with your children and know that it is for their benefit. You know? Absolutely. And you're teaching them so much in the whole process. I mean, it's beautiful yes. because the happier you are, the hap that's the energy yes. you will parent with. So it's the whole cycle. It's like a whole uh, ripple effect. And yes. it's just beautiful. This awareness itself is so beautiful. Yes. And I really, really hope that we can create and the beautiful people in the world can create yes. this awareness in parents and in people and uh, yeah. Yeah, but but then just to end oh, this uh, topic, it's very difficult when you're a single parent or you don't have the financial and emotional resources yeah. to be the able to draw that boundary. Who means. do you help? Who supports you? What if you don't have help at home? What if you're a single mother or a single father? Like uh, divorced, separated, how do you deal with this, you know? That's when you have to create a village. We, we all need a village. So you need that mommy community or that family community or your parents or your grandparents. or You need people to lean on and you need to create that community. And it's okay not to feel guilty about it, right? Because a lot of pe people in that situation, like yeah. even I've spoken to, they will feel guilty. How can I ask someone else to help? How can I, how yes. can I expect this? Am I not selfish? It makes me feel guilty. But it's like you said, you... A child needs a village to you need be raised. You need the village. You need, you need the support. You're a human. You need that support. And it's okay to ask for support. Yeah. And it's okay to have it. And yes. because your responsibility is first towards yourself. And then automatically, I want to say that the child will be a happier, full and remain whole, if I may. What we need to do now, Meher, is to help people create that community. Yeah. You know, creating this village that we have lost. It's just so important. I agree. Um, to have that because it's uh, it's very difficult especially I think for single parents and you know it's just so hard what do you do when you're the mother you're the father you're the everything you know like I agree. where do you make time for yourself how do you even start thinking about your healing 
what do you do when you're working 14 hours a day and you have to put money on the table put, uh, put uh, bread, bread on, on the, the table, table. Oh, how do you do it and do this inner work you've got to have a village but how do you begin even to have the time to have a village you need to help people create that village i love it so you know? is this that brings me to my next question which is uh, what would uh, would this be your message then to uh, people who need that help to create a village and how would you do it like you know i mean what would you be saying to people who want to help and ha- don't have the resources to help well i think that's where people like us come in you know like what do i want to do in this life is to truly help people but for people to really be able to help themselves you have to give them the environment to help themselves we have to do that we have to put that work in you know um again i bring up my therapist again cuz you know she's amazing and I, i remember having a conversation with her where you know as as somebody when you charge for work that is your heart work which like i feel so uncomfortable asking for this money and she's like kavita ask for the money so you can give it back so do the pro bono work let's create a community let's we have the resources to do this work yeah. to create for people who can't afford it you know yeah. so you make the money to give back in a certain way these people can't afford therapy they can't yeah. afford that. so let's do this as a community yes you know as all of us coming together where we of course have our we make our money so that we can create the time to give back to people who can't need afford it and who need it. it i agree so how will they be able to we need to come together as people absolutely you know my professor said something um I'm taking this class on astro psychology right now and and how your internal world is we are so connected to the universe you know she said the most beautiful thing uh, her name is Becca Tarnas her father Richard Tarnas is like the father of like archetypal astrology he's amazing and she said we as a species are facing a near death experience we're in the brink of extinction of course we're not admitting it to ourselves but <laughs> look at us we're evolutionarily dying okay but the only way for us to survive is number one to admit that we are dying okay to feel the death as you said to rebirth you have to die you have to crumble you have to to before we enter this world we go through a birth canal our oxygen is cut off with every contraction that our mother has so we have faced death before we face life so we have to feel death before we come into life number one we have to feel like we're dying number two we have to be there for each other we are not separate so when yeah, we come together I agree. and for this communal healing to take place starts with you we have the privilege and resources to give ourselves we have the financial privilege give it back give it back to people who can't because this is a community thing this is not about me and you yeah, you know so yeah that's my message that we are all in this together So let's you learn to find a way to give ourselves so we can give to the other amazing. you know amazing amazing so 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 amazing i can't thank you enough and of course i don't want to stop but uh, yeah. we will continue this conversation yes. again yes. in another episode and uh, very soon thank you again for coming and thank, thank you. you for sharing your learning your journey your love life and everything with us thank you we really appreciate is authentic sharing and i'm sure i mean it has helped me personally it has helped me validate things it has helped me also learn how to speak to my children and myself 
so thank you it's been a beautiful conversation oh thank you for having me thank you for all the work that you are doing thank you so thank you for watching this episode of the kamalife podcast with kavita i hope you enjoyed the show as much i loved being with her in her energy with this wonderful authentic conversation please leave us a like comment and share it with whoever needs to hear it and please don't forget to subscribe thank you and lots of love